ladies and gentlemen, to 2022 Game Rivals Season 4! Okay, that was a bit much. <laughs> a little I, bit. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and as always with me is the man of the next year. The man who sees into the future, stares oh, it in the face, and says, <laughs> Give me God of War now. Sean Templar. How's it going, Sean? I'm good, but I can't predict the future and all that stuff or see into the future, but I'm good. How are you? I am very good. I mean, yeah. I mean, first of all, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. I hope you all had a very safe and very nice uh new year's uh celebrations um i had a very basic one a very nice one but i was able to share it with uh some of you out there um so that was really nice um how about you sean i literally did nothing and i didn't mind at all (laughs) normally i go to parties but like uh it's locked down so you know yeah yeah. And I didn't I feel mean, like going to those parties. underground illegal pop-up parties. I didn't feel like going to those. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did see pictures of one of them getting shut down by the popo. Ah, I saw a friend of mine. He went to one, and he said he posted like a, a story on it on Instagram, and they were like all in a in somebody's bathroom. I'm like, cool party, man. Yeah, like it, it was a house party, so like a lot of people probably there. So some of them ended up in the bathroom grooving. Looked like they all were a bit too high on uh, their own supply, but uh, mm. yeah, yes, quite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, for us, it's been super weird because of the lockdown. But other than that, it's been great. Um, played a bunch of games. We're definitely going to be talking about it in um, what we've been playing, uh, of course. Yes, but first. Um, it's a bit of a slow period right now of news, of course, because it's like the beginning of the year. Um, CES is this week, so there's a lot of technology news going to come out of that. Yep. Gaming news is going to be a little bit slow, but the winter of games is only four weeks away. So and it's going to be get busy, ready. Yeah. It's going to be very busy. It starts off. With Pokemon uh, Legends Arceus on January 10th to 8th, and then just, just like yeah. whole February is just like, if you have like a couple of games in February that you were looking forward to, I hope you took your vacation days because <laughs> you're going to need them. And also take care of your wallet because I'm pretty sure that it would not like the beating that it's about to receive. Yeah, I have to. Uh... I'm looking for the, uh, the uh, Uncharted remake is coming out uh, uh, this end of the month, like Uncharted 4 and uh, or the remaster of Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah see, like I said, man, it's starting already in January. Yeah. Sheesh. Um, but yeah, so in this case, we kind of want to look back at a few highlights, few not so great highlights of 2021. Um, and just like talk about it a little bit and like discuss it a little bit before we go to what we've been playing. Um, 2021 started off on a really, really weird foot when it comes to video games. Because this one is not about, it's not in the article, but it's something that we did talk about early on. Um, 
Remember Game Stonks? What, like the GameStop thingy? Yeah. Oh, was that, that was early. That was that was the beginning of 2021. I think it's like the first week of 2021 when that happened. Really? It felt like yes. in the middle of 2020. No. One. Begin like like the first two weeks of 2021 was all about GameStop and Game Stonks and the the GameStop and like the 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 trading Reddit and like the 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 trading bros and like Rob Robin Hood and all that junk. Wow! First, first weeks of the year. Okay. So, well. uh, like I said, the year started weird. Oh, it did. It definitely did. Yeah, I mean GameStop. By all rights, honestly, should not have survived what it what it did on the stock market. But because people saw that, uh, you know, some stock market bros wanted to short um, the GameStop and the GameStop and like a bunch of other stocks like AMC and stuff like that, they were like, "Yo, this is not cool. We can also do this kind of stuff," and they did. They pulled yeah. their collective like money together and essentially saved GameStop for at least what two years, maybe three. I don't know because the like the stocks, the stock prices eventually started coming down, but it hasn't gone all the way down to what it was in twenty twenty one before the Game Stocks thing happened, and it kind of gave birth to meme stocks. By the way, because I don't think. I don't think it's something that will that might happen ever again, but it does. It did give rise to like the word meme stocks and meme, uh, like it, like meme trading and stuff like that. Okay, almost kind of like almost kind of like uh, cryptocurrencies and stuff like that. Oh, pfft. I don't even want to begin there. Nah. That's later. Okay, that's later in the year. We're not gonna do that. But yeah, that was a weird way to start the year, and. Surprising to say, um, I don't want to say it goes downhill from there, but it kind of goes downhill from there. <laughs> I, I can't remember anything that happened last year, so. Because I know for a fact that at least it wasn't a couple of weeks later. This was a couple of months later. Um, like this was no, this was a couple of weeks later. Because a couple of weeks later, um. CD Projekt Red got that big hack. Oh, I remember. And a whole bunch of stuff got leaked at that time, like including like personal stuff from developers and whatnot, which is obviously not cool. Yeah. But people, um, people figured that the reason why it happened was because of you know Cyberpunk twenty twenty seven being a complete and absolute train wreck. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I mean, it was a really, it was kind of weird because they, like, they ransomed, the, the whoever did the hack ransomed, like, the content was like, oh, yeah, if you're not going to uh, pay me, I'm going to leak all this stuff. And he ended up leaking it anyways. Yeah. So, or at least not all of it. He leaked some of it. It wasn't like the source code for the Witcher 3 part of it. Yeah, that was part of that big leak. Yeah. Or, Oh well, yeah. So mm, also around that time, uh, CD Projekt Red also got sued by the shareholders. Yeah, and then they made the video about how they were gonna fix it, and then they did a couple updates. Apparently, the game is still not in a great state. It's uh, way better than it was when it 
first game. yeah definitely but they even pushed the last they they pushed the next gen update to this year because they were going to do it last year they also pushed the witcher 3 next gen update to this year so that's great and uh you know yeah that was weird that was weird and it, i mean it's still it's still an ongoing thing with cg project Red because they're still working on that game yeah, because they have loads of expansions planned that want they want to earn money off of. So I mean, they've got to do something, even though they yeah. made a lot of money back from the game already. But still, yeah. Um. So that was like that's early twenty twenty one. Uh. Let's move a bit more to getting around the mid, because. I want to think about it because I'm not 100 percent sure on this one. So I, I know that House Marquee got bought by Sony because they released uh, Return. That was April. also early. That's right. Yeah. After they released the game, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, accidentally, the Blue Point um, acquisition was leaked, and then <laughs> months later, it was finally announced. <laughs> yeah, that still cracks me up. It's like, yeah, someone had to have gotten fired for that, right? Probably. Someone had to have gotten fired for that. It was so weird. Yeah, uh, yeah and then... Like, yeah. Yeah. And it, it was also the year of the director's cut because we got the Death Stranding director's cut and the Ghost of Tsushima director's cut. Even and... Kojima was like, bro, I'm not even about this director's cut. I got the game that I wanted to make. This is just extra content. This is just yep. icing. Yep. So... Director's cut, nah, not my ID, fam. I'm not that pretentious. I'm pretentious, just not that pretentious. Yeah, and uh, what else? Um, Ratchet and Clank came out. Oh, Ratchet and Clank came out. I still haven't played it. Yeah, not a lot of people have. I know a few people. I know, at least like in the in the Instagram gaming community, everybody's played it, but I haven't. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I mean, it's, if it's I, not up your alley, it's not up your alley. Oh, no, I definitely want to play it. I mean, I like the the, the remake for PS4 that I played. I think I played that one last year. Mm. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's 80 bucks. And uh, it's on sale now for 60 But I'm like, yeah, I can wait a bit a more. Yeah, That's I mean, I can still, still wait. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what, what else did they buy? So they bought... They bought Nixus, which is the Dutch studio here in uh, right. They do the they technology. do like the ports for like PC games, right? Uh, I don't I think know. They do like technology for porting games to PC. I know that they helped. Uh, work, they worked on like the Deus Ex games for IDOS. I know that they did stuff for that, but they're most mostly a technology tools the studio. They're not like a studio that makes games. They support more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then we had the. Uh, opening night live for the gamescom thingy in the summer or summer mm, game fest before that we also had another purchase by epic they bought the developer that bought that made fall guys oh yeah i forgot about that one mm-hmm. and they bought harmonics oh wow so yeah if if there's a new rock band it's gonna have the epic logo on. and uh, a battle pass and it's gonna run on unreal engine 5 yeah with a battle pass uh even Nintendo did us did a purchase last year. Really? Yep, they bought Next Level Games. No idea. The developers that made the last two, the last three um, uh, Luigi games. They did the remake of Luigi's Mansion on 
DS. Mm-hmm. Luigi's Mansion 2 on DS and Luigi's Mansion 3 on Switch. Oh, okay. But they also, like in the past, they used to do the Mario Strikers games, so the soccer games. Mm-hmm. People really want that to come back. But I don't know if they're going to be doing that because they also do support for like Nintendo games. So like if they need like extra hands on deck to make like assets and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they've been called in to help. Because they've been doing stuff for Nintendo games for like since their inception. But now they were finally bought. So I think this is the second Western studio that Nintendo has ever bought. The okay. first one being Retro Studios, of course. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just I just saw one of the the heads the headlines in the Kotaku article that I'm using for this, and it's just, it just says "F it, Sony buys everyone." <laughs> oh, that's yeah. too funny. Yeah, so a lot of uh, a lot of stuff got bought, a lot of stuff got sold. Yep. Um, a lot of good things happened. A lot of less things, good things happened. Um, yeah, opening night live. That was. Hmm. What What are your feelings about opening night now? Since we've, since it's been like what six months. I mean, I like it because we don't we don't have E three, and I know that there's gonna be another opening night live this year. I read it a couple of weeks ago. Um, honestly, there there doesn't have to be an E three for me. Microsoft still doesn't know how to do like a digital event because I mean, like they all kind of suck. They they really don't, and I'm like I'm really surprised the fact the fact that they don't because it's Microsoft. Like when they do an in person event at E three. Those events are really good, you know. So I'm surprised that they kind of missed the ball with that one and are now able to translate to that to a digital event, which, you know, well, I mean, like what Sony is also hit and miss because when Sony does a state of play, like the last state of play was horrible. I mean, when they do the PlayStation Showcase, which is like the hour or longer show, which, those are amazing. And then when they do the state of plays, it's a little bit hit and miss because I remember in 2019, they did one around... Ghost of Tsushima, just purely Ghost of Tsushima, which was amazing. And then they did one where they showed The Last of Us Part 2 gameplay, which was also an amazing state of play. But, like, it's been a little bit hit and miss last year. Um, and, I mean, like, they, they literally did not have to do the last one because it was so bad. I think, okay, to be fair, with, like, Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us, those were just the games. So it's like the games is what made those state of plays good. It's not like they put other games around it that were also good and, and like propped them up. It was just that game that they focused on. And fair, like Nintendo does it too. But also to be fair, it also took Nintendo quite a while to get to where they were. Like if you like look back to the very first Nintendo, like the very first English Nintendo Direct that Nintendo ever did, it is like Reggie fils in a white void just talking directly to your face. Okay. And like, that's it for like nine minutes. Uh-huh. Like there is some like, you know, footage of games here and there, but it was so unbelievably like so weird and awkward. It's also the meme where, where um, Reggie says, uh, if you, if you don't have a Nintendo 3DS, what's wrong with you? That's uh, where that meme comes from. Okay. Yes. Uh, very corporate like <laughs> it almost sounds. Very, very corporate. Very Japanese. Like the second one gets a little bit looser. They have like this 
interview structure that they're doing kind of with the treehouse developers and stuff like that, the localizers. Um, and like now we've reached the point where it's like super slick, nice. It's straight to the point. Immediately do the games. They yeah. have developers in their indie world showcases, like showcasing their own games, which is a really nice touch that I like that they added. Yeah. And the and the and like the directs themselves have become way more dynamic. <laughs> Even if they don't show off great games all the time, they always manage to put some gems in there that will get you talking. Yeah. It's I think for both Microsoft and Sony, it's gonna take them a while to get to that point. Yeah, but I feel like Sony is already way ahead of Microsoft. Like, oh like, yeah, they. I mean, it's still. I honestly, I still think it's like at least a year away before they get their stride. Yeah, yeah, but like, I mean, I'm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just Microsoft. What can I say? <laughs> Microsoft, I don't know, man. Like, maybe you know what I hate about these shows, and they always do it. They do it in a game award show. They do it with the with the Microsoft show. Sony luckily doesn't do it. It's mm. like this forced. They either do like famous people or they do like people, and then they kind of put on this forced act. You know, they're like they 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 cringe act on it, kind of like you know, they're like. Oh, there was they show something on Forza, and they're like, "Oh, that was so fast! I hope you don't get any speeding tickets." You know, they make like these dumb jokes, and I'm like, nobody's laughing because nobody cares about these kind of dumb jokes. Stop treating gamers like they're <laughs> three year olds, you know? Because nobody likes those jokes. We want to be treated like adults. We don't want to be treated like little kids. Like, oh, wowzy, that was so fast! I couldn't even see. That's like three thousand FPS. Oh, and I'm like. Not funny, man. Maybe, shut up. Maybe it's their PR team, man. Like maybe, maybe someone needs to educate their PR team. Uh, even like the maybe Game Awards does that stuff as well. You maybe know? someone called Sean Templar should educate them. <laughs> They're beyond <laughs> my education. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say yeah. Shots fired. If oh you're the, if you're down that that level, there's nothing that can save you. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, but okay. To be fair, there were some like. It's really pretty cool games that were announced um, in the E3 period. Um, There were also some really weird presentations. Like, for example, who was it? Like, was it? It wasn't. It wasn't Capcom. Capcom's like presentation was kind of the PC crappy. showcase was weird with the the PC showcase was with the really long a- alien spaceship and really stuff. Really awkward. Yeah, but like, like that's, that's can... what I mean. Like, don't do that stuff. Um, like no disrespect to the host, it's just like the showrunners made a really weird, made some really weird decisions. I don't know who made those decisions. They were yeah. really weird. Please don't. But do that's that. always the case. That those PC showcase is always weird. Yeah, but like it's always, it's always really unnecessarily long. Yeah. But it's also because they have so many sponsors that 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 have to show ads, uh. and I'm pretty sure there's like a there's like a minimum amount of ads that they have to show. Oh to get God. the sponsorships. I think that's part of the problem. Well, as um, long as it's not Raid Legends or Raid Shadow Legends or World Raid of... Raid Shadow Legends. Yeah, or World of Battleships or whatever it's called. <sighs> or whatever mobile game that... Yeah, or World of Tanks game. or something. People swear by World of Tanks, though. Bro. Yeah. Like, it's not my thing, but I know that people really like World of Tanks. I don't care. Um... Dang it! Who were what? What company had like the literal Zoom 
meeting where they talked about like diversity and stuff. Was that I a friend that was... did that? Yeah, I damn it, what oh, I don't know. Ah, uh, I don't remember. I think it was I think it was 2K. Really? Yeah, it was 2K. 2K literally had just like a Zoom meeting, like a pre-recorded Zoom meeting where they talk about diversity in video games and like video game like companies and stuff. Wow. Bold. They just invited a bunch of people to talk about it on Zoom. And like, okay. Wow, that was so weird and out of place. That is not the place to do it and not the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, like the only thing that, thing that stuck to me was the PlayStation Showcase they did that where they announced Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine and God of War Ragnarok and like where they that 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 was pretty epic that one that's the only that, thing like that's a like a month after e3 something like that maybe september or something yeah it was like really late it's like wow yeah yeah. thanks for taking so long yeah but like it was really good yeah it was good i'm not saying it yo, yeah it was really good it, it was really good i was impressed i mean yeah. i didn't we, like i think we live streamed that one actually i know we did the opening night live for uh gamescom i think we did, we did, we did, oh yeah, right. That we couldn't do the PlayStation one. No, right. It didn't work because of scheduling. Yep. Eh, who knows, maybe in the future we can uh, yeah. with future uh, showcases. Yeah. But then we headed to the second year of the year, year of uh, 2021. Second, wow. Second half of 2021. One slow syllable at a time. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, oh, still a weird goodness. year. Yeah, dude, we we still have to talk about it though. We have to. Yeah, yeah, we have. We, it has to be brought up because in the summer, because it happened in the summer, um, where the California um board of uh not the board, but the California uh, uh what's it called again department Workers, or something? Yeah, department of like. Uh, employees and blah 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 whatever um, that basically focus on you know like uh, work environments and stuff like that in the state of California filed a lawsuit against Activision Blizzard which for one came out of completely left field because whenever something like this has happened it has happened because multiple people at the company stepped forward because they were not being treated the way they were like with Ubisoft like with uh, Riot Games with uh ea back in the day with like the, the 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 developers being overworked and all the wives of the developers coming together i don't know if you remember that was that was no. like back in 2004 no like I don't 2004 remember that. or something like that i remember that vividly because i was still i was still a young dude listening to other podcasts um and i think it came up during like a one up yours podcast that they were talking about that and I was like, "Wow, these wives are badasses that they came together for their for their significant for for their husbands in this case um to like just band together and just say like, "Yo, our husbands need time off to spend with their families. They have kids that are growing up that they haven't seen. Oh well, my not... God, okay, a bit of a exaggeration, but you get the point, right? It did help though they got better work times and work and um and benefits mm out of that so it did work it did shake up you can do things to shake up 
your work environment um, for the better. Not at Activision, apparently, because, oh boy! There, the that CEO is a, does, uh, joins the fun and joins the party. That is something, that is a company, no joke, that is yeah. like corrupt from the absolute top down. And we know that's like stuff like this, like it tends to come from higher up. I didn't expect it to come from the absolute top. I mean, at Ubisoft, it wasn't like from the top. No, down. no, with no, it's. I mean, okay, with Ubisoft, it's from higher ups, but not from the absolute top. Yeah. It's not like Yves Guillemot is aware of this stuff, or well, he was made aware of it. I don't know, like what what he knows and what he doesn't know, <laughs> right? Yeah, and we'll get back to Ubisoft very soon, but the Activision stuff is one hits particularly hard considering the games they put out, like in terms of like um, uh, amount, which is not a lot. No, but they have a bunch of studios that work on a single franchise multiple years. Then they have. The Blizzard, uh, the Blizzard part, which is like an entire cesspool on its own, and I don't know where that started. I don't know if it's something that started before they got bought by Activision and it got worse, or it was, or did it happen after Activision bought them and Activision's like uh, work ethic kind of just like the toxicity from Activision just seeped into Blizzard. And that's how it got corrupted as well. I don't know. Nobody Neither. knows right now. I don't know. Yeah. I would spe- my speculation, but this pure speculation, is that maybe it eventually got to their heads because you know Blizzard was this amazing, legendary developer. We don't bring out product until it's done, and blah blah blah. And the times that they did it, everything was a hit and a success. So like maybe that success just kind of get got to their heads, and they were like. Oh, we the cool kids on the block now. We can do anything we like. And then, when you're in in that mode, you condone a lot of things, whereas you shouldn't. And that's purely my speculation, but uh, it mm. kind of feels like that. Well, whatever the whatever the case may be in terms of Blizzard, is not good. Um, I mean, with Activision Blizzard as a whole, it ain't good. Um, fire Bobby Kotick. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna say it on my breath. I'm just gonna speak it into will. Fire Bobby Kotick, dude is just, the dude has enough money and he's corrupted the company more than enough. Like, take your money, take your friends, get out of the company, let other people that actually care about video games as an art take over to create a way better environment for, for developers. The one good thing that came out of this nonsense is that now there is, for the first time in like the gaming industry history, there is a gaming union in the U.S. Like a gaming, a game, a game development workers union. Oh, that's nice. So that's a great start. Yeah, it's just a general one, so not one particularly for a specific company, but it's a start, and that's good because honestly, I like the game industry needs these kind of uh, organizations to advocate for like you know the the lesser developers because without them like smaller developers or like uh freelancers they have no leg to stand on when it comes to work 
because they could lose their job even if they were even if they're contracted workers like people with a contract with the company they could lose their jobs like that yeah oh yeah you've been doing qa for god knows who long if you've been wasting how many hours we don't care we're cutting down we're cutting down on our budgets so we can give ourselves a bigger bonus have a nice day good luck finding a job here's a gift card here's a gift. yo that is the ultimate insult that is even insult upon injury when but that's what the activision like did yeah i know but yeah. because they are like that oh my goodness <laughs> it is the absolute worst company that there is i know um not to say that the other companies are better. Ubisoft still needs a lot of work. Riot Games also needs a lot of work. Um, you know what I the fun things about Ubisoft? I really felt like they had like a, an off year. They were really silent. Like they 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 did a few Ubisoft forwards, and they announced like a couple of games. But those games are not coming out. Maybe some of them are coming out this year. But like they said, they were working on a Star Wars game, an open world Star Wars game. They said they were working on the Avatar game, but like they said they were doing something for the Division 2. They had a few misfires with those games they announced that nobody was waiting for, like X Defiant, like a shooter where they just put multiple universes together and like nobody's waiting for that and nobody's ever heard or seen anything from it since its initial announcement. I think... I don't know. That was the... And then they did like a Battle Royale for Ghost Recon and that was so poorly received that the alpha got pushed because the, people just disliked the, the trailer so badly. They were like, oh, yeah, yeah. We, we we just want to go back to the drawing board and really think of it. And then they made the announcement around Assassin's Creed Infinity, which still is a question about what it's going to be because like, there was this rumor before it got announced that, that it was just like this consistent world wherein you just buy multiple experiences and you can play in multiple storylines, but you have to pay for all the storylines. And then that way you can tailor make your experience. It sounds like a big ass old live service game in which they can squeeze you for a dime every th- every time you press a button. And then they they brought out Riders Republic, which was a surprise hit, I guess, because people really liked it. Yeah, so it is like it was received very well, but that's it. Like like Ubisoft themselves, after it came out, haven't promoted it since. Yeah, because they which even makes... did like a two-week trial before the game came out. Yeah, which makes yeah. no sense because yeah. it's a like I played the the beta. It's a good game. It's like it has stuff that it has to work out. I don't know if they worked it out on release because I haven't played the release version. But nothing like it's very quiet. And you know what they tried? You know what they focused on instead? Following trends like a bunch of hipsters. Yep. And then they decided, oh, we're gonna do NFTs now too. Yep. Here's here's our here's our here's our cryptocurrency called quartz. You can use that to buy and sell, and you get a unique, ugly, stupid mask that you can play that you can get in what was it again? Breakpoint. Yeah. If you played six hundred hours. Yep. Six. Hundred hours. Who has yeah. played Breakpoint for six hundred hours? I don't. Let know. alone a hundred. Yeah, and then they also pushed uh, what the game was. What's the game called again? They showed it at E three, Rainbow Six Extraction. And no, like, that came out. No, it's coming out this year. 
No, that's out. Uh, no, Extraction got pushed. With like zero fat. No, it came out. I think the game got right? pushed. Rainbow Six Extraction? I cannot remember that game coming out. I think it was pushed again. Uh, oh, you're right. It still says pre-order, huh? <laughs> huh. But I'm it's coming out soon, I think. It's coming out soon. Yeah, it's coming out... Wow, how is the pre-order... Oh, it's coming out this January, 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah. No, it, nobody was excited when they showed that off at E3. Everybody was like... Uh, okay, we don't care. They do give a free buddy pass. So if you buy the game and you're doing multiplayer, friends play for free. Oh, that's nice. Which is probably the best thing they could do because I'm pretty sure there are not going to be three other, two other people that are going to be buying Extraction just to yeah. play with their friends. But they're also not charging a full uh, MSR full price. I think it's like 40 bucks or something. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, don't I saw it in the PlayStation Store for but, 40. Well, that might be true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, well, well you we're not used to. I'm, at least I'm not used to Ubisoft being like this because during the PS4 era, they churned out games, and in my opinion, they were one of the more risk-taking developers because they made a lot of new franchises in the PS4 era. And now, last year, they barely did anything because it feels like they're they're so focused on turning everything into a live service that they just forgot how to make games because you know they kind of lost. The idea, like, oh, what is it again to make a game? Oh, yeah, we don't know. As long as we can squeeze out dimes for every button press. It's 50, it's 50 euros that's for 50. PlayStation 4. Because it's say... a PlayStation 4 and 5, so it's like cross-gen. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, for the standard version. Yeah. I mean, like, with some developers, so if, if you buy Call of Duty, you have to buy the cross-gen bundle, which is 10 bucks more. And the same goes for Battlefield. You have to buy the cross-gen version, because otherwise you don't have uh, it on the PS5, for example. And it's an Epic Store uh, exclusive, so it's not on... Uh, <sighs> it's not on Steam. Okay. It's 40 on it's forty on Epic. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Oh, I think I know why. Because they... No. Is it using... No, I don't think it is. Um, I thought it was using uh, Unreal Engine, but I don't think it is. Because there apparently there's this weird thing where if you if you're using like the Unreal Engine, they give you like a bigger cut, oh, or okay. like, um, yeah. So I don't I don't know how the breakdown exactly goes with that, but yeah, um, that was I mean, Ubisoft man, seriously, what the actual crap is going on with that company? It makes like you said, man, that the whole studio feels like it was off kilter. And then um, they announced like year. a sir. That they're hiring for a new Splinter Cell project, and people were like, "Yeah, but this is not exciting news because if it's gonna be, it's gonna be a remake, and then there's probably gonna be some live think, service element to I it." I think the rumor is that it's. Um, remember what the rumor was about that? Which which Splinter Cell game it was? I don't I know. It was Chaos Theory that they said it's gonna be. Uh, I remember that I said that last time. I thought like that made the mo- most sense because a lot of people like that one. Yeah, but I, I think. Know. I think your suspicions were confirmed because there was a rumor that went around saying that it was going to be that. Yeah, it's one of the most popular ones. And it's like OG Splintel. Yeah. Um, so kind of curious to see how that turns out. I'm curious oh. to see how it turns out. I'm just not hopeful. 
Yeah. Oh, they also delayed uh, Prince of Persia two times last year, so it's coming out this yep. year. Yep. No, it's indefinite. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's true. Yep. And yep, they yep. said they will they will bring out an update whenever an update whenever they can actually update, and then like before the end of the year, like I think early December, they brought out one more message, like another one of those you know those JPEG messages on Twitch saying, "Oh yeah, um, don't worry, we haven't forgot about you, Sand of Time fans." The game is still in the works. We still don't have a date for you. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel that, um, like, gamers were already always vocal about a game when when they didn't like something. But I feel yeah. since the whole cyberpunk debacle happened, now that developers are more frightful, and that when when gamers are really uh, telling that they don't like something, that developers are finally like, okay. You know what? Maybe these guys are onto something. Maybe we should delay, or maybe we should go back. Because um, I mean, like, I don't think if Cyberpunk had happened, that Defiant X, whatever it's called, would have just been brought out, and the Ghost Recon Battle Royale stuff would also just have come out without. Um, but because the backlash was there from the fans, mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, okay, maybe these people we should we should actually listen to them because they are the ones that are gonna buy and play our games in the end." Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. We're gonna see how we're gonna see how Ubisoft does this year because that's a lot of potential just being squandered right now. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, for no other reason than following trends and trying to make a quick buck. It almost sounds like they're non like Ubisoft have, has a lot of studios around the world. But it almost sounds like the studios that are that like they only have like two or three studios that actually know how to make a proper game, like the guys that made the division. Uh, th- those people know how to make a proper game, and the people at Ubisoft Montreal because they made the Assassin's Creed game. So like, it's only like a couple of studios that they have that actually know how to make games, and the rest of the studios are just kind of like scrambling. Mm, no, because those look so the the creator studios are the ones in Paris. The ones in uh, Canada, so like Toronto and Montreal and stuff like yeah. that. But the other studios are basically asset farms. Yeah, they're right? support studios. And some of they're them make games. Studios. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for example, the one in India is doing um, uh, Sands of Time. Yeah. I don't think Ubisoft Singapore has ever helmed a project. They are working on Skull and Bones. Oh my goodness, they're working on Skull and Bones. Yeah, that never is coming out, is it? Yeah, well, because they are working on Skull and Bones because they initially came up with the tech for the whole naval combat in Assassin's Creed 3. So uh-huh. they were the more, and then in 4, so they were like, oh, well, these guys came up with the tech. They're probably the most logical guys to make a game. And then that game got delayed indefinite. I don't get it. Why, why would you not support that studio then, like from a gameplay perspective? Because a kid... The only thing I can imagine is it's not the tech, right? Because if they have experience with doing stuff like this, they clearly have the experience to make a game like that. The problem, I think, in this case, is gameplay, making it interesting. Or maybe like that a, might be the part that they're lacking in. Yeah, or, or like creative vision, you know, because uh, producers not knowing what to do, creative directors. You hear these stories all the time. I mean, like when I saw that game for the first time, they said it was a naval combat game. And then 
the way they emphasized it, it was like, you're just stuck in a boat and all you do is fight with your boat and then you have game modes. And I'm like, no, this is the perfect new open world game you're going to do that's separate from Assassin's Creed. You're just going to come up with your own pirate game. And this is the perfect IP to kickstart that, to, ta- to make something historic, which is not related to Assassin's Creed because some people actually don't give a damn about the Animus story. Because I personally don't like it. So, like, this is your ideal moment to... Just like with, with uh, Phoenix Rising, you know, it's the open-world mythology mythology game. It's the perfect mm-hmm. stuff to do more new stuff with. And this could have been that, you know? Open-world pirates swashbuckling Arya mates and whatnot, you know? And then yeah. they kind of dropped the ball on it. Did you, by the way, see that they did um, a crossover DLC with um, Immortal Phoenix Rising and... Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Isn't it Assassin's Creed Odyssey that they did the crossover with? No, sorry. Oh, crap. Why do I keep thinking that it was... Yeah, right. It's between Odyssey and Valhalla. Uh, the studio that made Phoenix is the studio that made Odyssey, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I haven't yeah, played I it, Yeah, I think that's why it, yeah. I'm so confused about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. You know, like Cassandra and uh, Eivor yeah. coming together. It's like, that, that actually looked cool. And I love that they used, in both cases the female leads instead of the male ones. Because apparently those are way more popular for some reason. Gee, well, I want to ride! The, well, to be honest, I played Odyssey with Cassandra because in the reviews they said her voice acting and her... She, like, she was the better character to play with because it was just, mm. from an experience point of view, it was better. And then with Valhalla, I played as male Eivor because... I felt like that character brought more to the experience. Oh, one game they did bring out that I personally really liked was Far Cry 6. I forgot about that one almost. Yeah. Oh, I won a copy of Far Cry 6 recently. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm looking forward to playing that. Is it a Steam copy? Uh... It is, yeah, it is a stream copy. I mean, they so can play through great. GeForce now. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know me, man. You know me. <laughs> I do. That after four seasons, I finally do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah have fun. So, You're gonna like it because it's a really good game. Yeah, good to hear. I haven't played Far. Cry, to be completely honest, I haven't played a Far Cry since the Wii version of Far Cry One. Oh damn! A lot has changed since then. <laughs> Well, you get to the go around other... with the chorizo, you know? Uh... Yes, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> the only other Far Cry game that I've played is Blood Dragon. I, I had never played that one, but I heard it's really good. It's very 80s. <laughs> I think they it's made a remake. It's very heavy metal uh... in 80s. Nice. Yeah, they did like a weird remake with like the characters from the Far Cry 5 DLC. It's super weird. But there's like a... Well, I don't. There's something now that you can also play with that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Is that? Oh, it's still okay. called Far Cry: Trials of the Blood Dragon. Yeah. But no, sorry. So you have Far Cry, Far Cry Three: Blood Dragon. Yeah. And then you have Far Cry: Trials of the Blood Dragon. That's the new one. Yeah, but there's That's something like in Far Cry Six weird... that is related to that game. Wait, you mean the 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 blood villain dragon. thing? I don't know. It's something about because I saw when I was gonna buy it, you could buy a version where Blood Dragon was included. I have to check that out. Yeah. Um, but let's round out the year. Um, I mean, I think we already talked about it. Uh, the Game Awards. 
Yeah, we did. Still not and... still surprised that it takes two got the award for game of the year. Doesn't make sense. I'm happy, but still weird. I don't know. I don't know if it doesn't make sense or not because I th- because we talked about the the breakdown of the point system of Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people got to play the game together and that and it was a unique game and I mean like it takes a lot of boxes but yeah, I don't know. I think I mean, a like, lot of people got yeah, as yeah. I said before, like is, is you see the same with the Oscars as well. Like if a movie wins a lot in a certain category, you kind of know this movie is a big contender for best film you know so that's kind of what you expect with the game as well it's like, like if a game wins in a, in many categories you're like oh well okay this game is probably gonna win uh best game but it, it, these game awards it was all over the place with all sorts of games the funny part is is that it takes two only got nominated for game of the year and for family game of the year which it also won which makes zero sense to me because i don't see it as a family game everybody that i've talked about with this it's like, yeah, it's weird that it got nominated and that it won for Family Game. I almost feel, I almost feel that people voted for It Takes Two in Family Game because they didn't want a Nintendo game to win because the other four were awful. Ah, uh, okay. So I think yeah. people voted out of spite partially because he didn't go up to like receive the award, even though um, he was there, um, yeah. the director. Yeah. He only went up to get the Game of the Year award. Yeah, but I don't think Family Game was done on the stage. It like it was one of those quick fire yeah, awards. Yeah. Which is weird because the quick fire awards are only done for like stuff that people don't show up for. And in this case, the person showed up. Yeah, but like I think they had to do like keep it the same for all the people. They can't like yeah. one have a speech and one not if there's no nobody there. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But yeah. Um I don't know. The game order is still weird. I mean, part of me just still feels like he just should do like a world premiere showcase at the end of the year and then just get people hyped for for the coming year and just drop like the awards part because it kind of doesn't work. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like his awards are. I think more people watch his awards or are more aware of his awards than the Dice Awards, even though the Dice Awards are like the official awards. Well, it's, it's not the official. Industry That's itself. like the industry awards. Yeah, so yeah. like because it's the industry award. So, you know, I think if he dropped the whole award ceremony, then, you know, it would be like, it would be weird. Part of me feels that like, I I know he has a lot on his plate. Yeah. But part of me kind of feels like he should be directing the Dice Award. And it doesn't need it doesn't need to be super flashy like the 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 Game Awards. I'm mm. not saying it should be super flashy. I'm just saying it should be less boring. Yeah, but like I personally like the Dice Awards because it's more it's more uh, straightforward. It's, it's yeah, it's not as flashy, and I don't I don't like the whole flashy part of the Game Awards. It's too much. The only thing I don't like about the Dice Awards is that they're they're generally using the same damn produce, uh, same presenters, uh, Greg, what's his face, and Jessica Chobot. Like both of them are, are really annoying because they are not funny and they think they're funny. They're like stand-up comedians. They're like, ha ha! I saw what you did there with it takes two. Ha ha! Like that's not funny, chick. Or or he makes a joke. I'm like, dude, shut up. That's not funny, man. You know, it takes two to finish a game because that's the winner of this category i'm like that's not funny you know just don't don't 
Oh, don't be mean. <laughs> no, I'm not mean. I'm being honest. <sighs> yeah, I don't. I this is gonna be a weird year, by the way, because there are a lot of there were a lot of good games. I wouldn't say that there were a lot of stellar games, right? I cannot remember. even because even like Halo Infinite, like people were. The only reason I think people are loving it is because it's been a long time and people were disappointed by Halo 5. So they need like this win. Yeah, but right? it is a good game. It genuinely is a good game. It feels good to play. I'm not going to lie. Even through Xbox Game Cloud, even though my experience wasn't fantastic, my first initial experience, it wasn't half bad. I, I played Mil- Infinite also, and I loved it. It was also... a. Like, I played on normal, like, the normal difficulty. And, like, for example, I played through Halo 3 fairly well. But this feels a bit more challenging than Halo 3. Okay. So, it looks like they kind of, like, in general, increase the level. But then again, the last Halo game that I would play was Halo 3. <laughs> I don't maybe, think I've ever touched ODST maybe you should play or on 4 easy. or Reach... Or five. I'm gonna play on easy. just just no. play on easy. There's nothing wrong with easy. No, it's made no. for people like you. No. <laughs> no. I only do that if a game is unnecessarily difficult for no reason. So like Halo Infinite is that. So just play on easy. <laughs> anyway, um I think those are some of the highlights, low lights, low lives, high high points of well, there's one more. I felt oh last year for the first time that Battlefield was actually more popular or carrying more hype than Call of Duty Vanguard, like straight till the end. And then they dropped the ball with the launch. And then people were like, yeah, no, I'm going to buy Vanguard. Because like I had friends that were actually like, oh, yeah, I'm thinking about buying Battlefield. And I'm like, yes, yes. And then they, they were like, oh, but you can't crossplay between PS4 and PS5 because it's a technical limitation because next gen is 128 players and last gen is... Uh, 64, 64 so you can crossplay whereas Call of Duty doesn't do that Call of Duty just throws everybody in one pool because it's the same player count which is a smart move so like a lot of people were like oh and then you had the launch and then the the, the, the there were a lot of issues so people were like mm, nah I mean like a friend of mine who I played a lot of Battlefield 3 with he was he bought it before I did and then like after a couple of days he texted me he said like yeah i have no idea what this is but this is not battlefield so whenever you ever feel like playing that game just send me a message because i'm not gonna play this and then they released like three patches Mm. and it's still not in a great place but you know it made the experience better but i felt like really going up to launch a lot of people were more hyped about battlefield than about call of duty for the first time in a long time oh they were yeah, and then, and then this year it's going to be the opposite because this year we the rumors are suggesting we're getting a Modern Warfare two, and like everybody wants Modern Warfare two. Even I want Modern Warfare two. So, hmm. I'm curious. Yeah, but here's the thing with with Vanguard. It's not a bad game. Apparently, it's apparently a pretty solid game. It's just that not a lot of people are interested in World War two. Who the Miss- fuck? It's a bit wacky. I'll tell you in the, in what we've been playing because I've played a little bit of it. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I almost forgot about the worst game release of 2021. We shouldn't forget that before we head out uh, to the second segment. Um, Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah. The Trilogy. The Definitive Collection. I hate that title Edition. so much. Yeah. I hate that title so much. Whoever... 
whoever did the title for what was that other i told you it's probably game. the same guy that came up with the xbox series x exactly and S. it's probably the same guy or got girl. fired from 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 microsoft and got hired by rockstar and yeah then did yeah that. yeah yeah great job dude oh that's uh wow that like here's the thing because to be honest like battlefield 2042 was on its way to basically become like the 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 the, the cyberpunk 2020 uh, 2077 of 2021 yeah. and then rockstar was like hold my crappy low poly beer and put that out and call like it... the hands, like they were always like this, right? Yeah, the like yeah, the, like. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were doing the drive-bys with the gun in the hands, or like this. Or at least now they have fingers. <sighs> and now they have fingers, but it's still like this, you know. It's still like sh- shooting, not like that. Their hands are actually grasping the gun, but now it's like this. That repeat that release is so dumb and such a cash grab. It's just. It's a like, wasted opportunity. Congratulations, you won the CG Project Red Award of 2021. Nobody wants to ever win that award, but gosh darn it, you pulled through and you brought out this craptastic game. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> that was so terrible. Uh, I don't. Here's the thing with Battlefield. I feel like if they get the time from mm-hmm. EA and they get the resources from EA to improve that game over the next year or so or two or three it could actually get be become a really good game if there's still players around i can't tell you but at the very least i c- i believe that dice can bring it to a point where it's playable and where it's absolutely fun well it is fun there is, now but it's just like it needs some work there is no saving gta trilogy no no none Nope. If you had hopes that it was going to miraculously look better and play better, stop it. It is not. It is what it is, no matter how many updates they put out to fix bugs. Yeah. Such a shame. I, dude, I was looking forward to it. <laughs> it's a yeah, me too. Shame. Yeah. And the biggest thing is that the one that I was looking forward to the most, San Andreas, is the one that got shafted the most. Oh well. yeah, oh well. So yeah, that was uh, gaming twenty twenty one in a nutshell, according to Game Rivals. <laughs> um, so that is it for the first half. Stick around; we will be right back with what we've been playing. Ladies and gentlemen, to the second and final segment of this episode, which is, of course, as always, what we've been playing. Sean Templar, what have you been playing? Uh, <laughs> I've been playing on and off uh, among us with friends. And Ooh, nice. uh, yeah. How's that been going? Yeah, I mean, like, there is a... I think I told the last time that they've added roles. So, like, you have a scientist who can check everybody's vitals at all times. 
There is an engineer who can use venting as well. I, I, I don't know why you would want to do that because it throws a lot of suspicion around you, even though it's a faster way of traveling around the level. And now there's also the shapeshifter. If you're the imposters, you can change into other people. Um, it adds a whole layer to the game because while, while you're doing your task somewhere else, the imposter could be walking around like you and killing somebody in other people's in front of other people. And then you'd wrongfully get accused and you don't even know what's going on. Or, or what, what I've seen happen is that you come across yourself and then you're like, what? And then I've even had a moment where like I walked into a cafeteria and somebody was imposter, was shape-shifting into me. And then there was another person there. And then that person sees two of us. We literally see the character moving to the left moving to the right, like it's actually looking from left to right and it's so confused and the person doesn't know what to do and then suddenly that person gets killed and then the imposter does a self-report and then it says, yeah, so it was Sean, he was there. And I'm like, no, no, I didn't do it. And like they, they lie so convincingly that you just get ejected. Um, and, you know, it, that just, I mean, like uh, the other day, somebody was just chasing somebody that like, for me, the game is partially ruined because when I first played Among Us last year, there were a few games or there was one game in particular, one night that we were playing with a group that I became the imposter four times in a row. So since that moment, nobody trusts me because every time I say that I'm not it, they, they're like, yeah, you're, you're it. You've been the imposter four times in a row. We just don't trust you anymore. And I'm really a trustworthy person. I mean, come on, you know. But... Um, since since that moment like a lot of people are always like remembering that thing that happened and they're like yeah it's probably him and so one person was in was shape-shifting like me and he was chasing a guy who always says it's me and then they were just annoying him they was constantly chasing him kind of creating the idea that he was going to get slashed and then the guy went to the button the emergency room button and he pressed the button and he said it was me chasing him trying to kill him i was like I'm nowhere near you. I'm at the other side. It's like, no, I know it's you. Because remember that time you were four times imposter in a row? I'm like, yeah, but that's like, that a, year like a year ago. I can't help it. Like, oh, no, I know it's you. Blah, blah, blah. And like, okay, whatever, man. If you want to eject me, eject me. I don't care, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, that's a lot of fun. Like the other day I was playing and then the alarm went off for the oxygen thing. <laughs> And I was doing the, there's this memory task you have to do where a, a, a pattern appears and then you have to repeat the pattern, but it like shows oh, yeah, you yeah, one yeah. step of the pattern every time. It's a really annoying task to do. So while yeah. the alarm is going off, <laughs> I'm standing doing that because I'm like, hell no, that I'm going to stop doing this task. I want to finish this one. There's enough people to do oxygen. I don't care. So I'm doing that task. And while I'm doing the task, I see somebody running past me and I'm like, and they stop and they look at me and then they run away. I'm like, okay, he's going to push the button in a bit and he's going to say, why are you not responding to the alarm? Why are you standing there? So what happens is he runs to the damn button. He presses the button and he says, Sean Templar. And then I, I just lose it. I just started to laugh <laughs> so hard. I muted my mic and I had tears in my eyes. And then I, and then he starts talking, and then I unmute myself because I want to explain what's going on. But I'm still laughing, so there's this squeal coming out. Like I couldn't even <laughs> say something because I was just laughing my ass off. 
And then I said, like, I knew you were going to say that, but I was doing the task and everybody's like, oh, so you're going to let us die for a task? And I'm like, yeah, because it's the memory task, you know? So I've been playing a little bit of Among Us and um, also a little bit of, uh, uh, what you call it? Formula One 2021. So, uh, yeah, I'm still continuing my uh, career at Ferrari. I'm at the third race right now. Um, yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, I, I didn't, I deliberately didn't choose the my team mode where you have to start as like your own team and build everything up. I was like, you know, I just want to be able to get like a fast car and kind of fight in front to win without putting a lot of effort into it. So I've been playing a little bit of that. And then um, I played a little bit of Call of Duty Vanguard multiplayer. There was this uh, trial weekend. So I downloaded yeah. it and I played it with some friends. Um, it didn't include hardcore because I only play hardcore with Call of Duty because it's just the way it's meant to be played with Shasky and a few of my friends. And it, it was core. So you just have to kill, you have to put more bullets into somebody to kill him. And it was shipment and it was just 16 versus 16, I think, which was utter chaos because shipment's too small for that. It was utter complete chaos. And I, I kind of get the appeal why people don't like it because or like Vanguard, because it's this crazy... You can add, like with the previous Call of Duty, you could add like five up attachments to your weapon, I think. And here you can add 10. And they're like, and they come up with these wacky... It's two, Second World War weapons, and they come up with these wacky attachments. You're like, I honestly don't believe they had this during the World War II, you know? And then they come up with this stuff, and then you're you're walking around with these Frankenstein guns, and I'm like, this doesn't, this doesn't look cool. This doesn't feel right, you know? um that's super weird yeah so like the whole group i play modern warfare with they all went to vanguard and they're like when are you buying vanguard i'm like i'm playing battlefield and then when i say that they laugh and they're like oh have fun but i'm actually having fun because i've also played a lot of battlefield and at first i was really annoyed so what i eventually did is i moved my playstation to my desk and i played on my monitor because with with shooters like call of duty and battlefield i really have to sit close to the screen because it feels like i'm not seeing enough if i just sit on the couch and there's a small distance even though i have a huge tv it does just yeah. doesn't feel the same so i've been playing like battlefield for the last week or something and like putting in long hours and i finally got back to the point where i kind of have a feel for the game and i'm actually pulling off kills and uh, i've unlocked all the weapons already and now what i'm just basically doing is just like picking a weapon and playing with that weapon until I unlock the next series of attachments. And then I switch to switch to another weapon and I do the same. So I kind of rotate all the weapons. And in, in the beginning, the, the 2042 maps, I did not like them at all, but they've all kind of grown on me because I, I kind of know where the action is and where to go now. And I also, they've added 64 players as a limited uh, mode. And I've only been playing that because it just feels a little bit more focused. So um, that's been helping out. And to be honest, I mean, it's a great game. It just needs a little bit of polish because it's like some weapons just need to be balanced out. Maybe some modes need to be, some maps need to be looked at. And yeah, there are some minor bugs here and there that kind of ruin the experience sometimes, like this option where your loadout gets erased for that match and you have to play with the same basic gun and you can't add anything to it, which is really annoying. Um, or like when you're reloading, the reload icon stays in the middle of your screen, prompting you to reload, but you've already reloaded your gun. Or like um, when you're dead and you get revived, 
and then you reload, your character doesn't do the reload animation. So you see your ammo count jumping from whatever number to full again. So it's like these minor issues. It doesn't break the experience, but it kind of takes you out of the experience because you're sometimes you're just immersed in it and you just want it to be good. Um, Crossplay works nice. I've played with people, with friends on uh, on PC. So basically what you do is, is you send them an invite to become an EA friend and then they can just invite you to a party or you can join them and play with them. It's a pretty easy and seamless system. Um, matchmaking is pretty fast. There's a lot of players. I think I do think that the community is mostly PC now because I got like matchmate. I'm with email PC players a lot of the time and it's not as bad as I would think because, you know, they have an advantage with a mouse and keyboard. And yeah, in a one-on-one fight, you lose with them, but it's not as bad as I would expect. Um, so yeah, overall, I'm I like Battlefield. I just it just needs some polish, and I think well after the ball, the break is over now, the holiday break, the developers are probably going all in because the first season of the game starts in a couple of weeks, I think. So uh, and they're doing a battle pass, uh, a season pass because you have to like you can buy that for forty euros, so that they are actually doing a season pass. Uh, with different content instead of a battle pass. They don't have a battle pass in the game, so. They're doing a season pass. Yes. For a game that you spent how much on? I bought it for 60 bucks in a sale. Okay, fine. You bought it for 60 bucks in a sale. Yeah. And the season pass is 40. Yes. A season pass is normally around 40 or 50, yeah? I'm sorry, that's just corrupt. But that's the normal price for a season pass. Really? Yeah. It used to be like 25. Yeah, because every expansion they bring out is like 15 bucks. So like they give you the whole season pass for the year. So you save 15 bucks in the end. That still sounds wrong, dude. Yeah, I know. I haven't bought it. So I'm just waiting to figure out what the roadmap is and what content they will drop. Because one of the main issues is, is that there's just not a lot of weapons and vehicles in the game right now. And also, they still haven't fixed the issue with Portal that the uh, XP has been capped because of people creating XP farms with bots. So I think like as soon as that has been fixed, as I barely play Portal because I don't want to just play for fun. I mean, I want the, the XP I earn to go somewhere. But like as soon as Portal gets fixed, I really want to play Portal because it has Bad Company 2 in it and Battlefield 3 in it. And uh, they're going to add a lot of content to it as well. So Yeah. But yeah, that's basically what I've been playing. So what have you been playing? Well, um, I'm still keeping busy with Animal Crossing, which is nice. Wow. Um, I played... Uh, I, mostly the stuff that I played was stuff that I played on stream. Like, if I'm not playing it on stream, um, I maybe dabble in it. So, for example, I played... A Game Boy Advance game on stream oh. called Drilled. I, I've talked about this before, way, way back in the day when we were still doing Hidden Gems. I talked about this game called Drill Dozer for the Game Boy Advance. I remember. I remember. Yeah. So I was like, "Hey, I got this new setup. Um, like I like cleared my desk and like rearranged some stuff so now I have like more space and I can actually have the Wii U hooked up." And I got the splitter. Oh, nice. I got the HDMI, the HDMI splitter. So I can have like two different screens hooked up at the same time. And I booted up my PC for the first time in like 
eight months. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun and weird to see. It's like, oh, I can switch between PC, a Mac, and a PC, a Mac. Oh, that's really fun. <laughs> nice. So that works. Um, yeah, still like the PC is still like super slow. I really need a new one. Um, but yeah, that allowed me to have some more space and not have to worry about getting a third monitor. So that solves that problem. It was like, okay, I want to play some stuff. And I was like, I feel like in a retro mode. I was like, I really want like a way to play Game Boy Advance and DS and 3DS games. But I have like a crap ton of virtual console games on my Wii U. Like, why do I keep forgetting that? Like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to play that. So I played that. It was really fun to share with people on Switch. Um, played some more Secret of Mana. Oh, nice. Of course. Um, but I hit a point where I have to grind a lot. So I want to grind off stream so that I can continue the story on stream and finish the game. Because I'm almost at the end. Almost there. It's just I need to grind, like, a lot of hours, unfortunately. Uh... I tried playing Brilliant Diamond a little bit. I played for maybe like a couple of hours and then I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. know. I'm sorry. Brilliant Diamond just, ah, it's just such a basic remake. Well, if you don't play it, I might as well borrow it from you. I want to finish it because I want to transfer Pokemon when uh, Pokemon Legend Arceus comes out. When that comes mm. out, I can bar- you can borrow it. It's fine. Okay. Sure. Um, Arceus is coming out at the end of the month. I'm so excited about that one. So excited. A semi-open world Pokemon game. Ah! Sorry. Yeah. It, it, it just, it gets, it gets, it gets my motor running when I see trailers for that game. It's like, yeah. I have noticed. It took us, tw- it took us 25 years, but we are finally here. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, so I played that. I played, I got Kina on discount oh, nice. on, on the Epic uh, Game Store. I haven't so I played that on stream a little bit. Man, that game is like challenging. Really? Yeah, like the, like the combat, the combat is good, but the, like the mini bosses is like really challenging. I haven't beat like the first major boss yet. And I've seen people play it and it's like, oh my goodness, that is like, yeah, that gets really challenging. I haven't. It's on sale in the PlayStation Store, and it's like twenty-seven euros. But I haven't bought it yet. It's worth a buy, man. Yeah, I yeah, will say I this, it's it. worth a. It is very pretty. Like yeah. even playing it through GeForce now, although there was some weird thing happening with the frame rate when I was playing through GeForce now, I have never had that happen with any other game before, except for hmm. like I played Astroneer on stream recently. Didn't happen there. I don't know what's up with Kina. Okay. Um, maybe I should put it at a lower graphical setting, slightly lower graphical setting or something. But it was weird. Like, is it at the selling point of GeForce now that you don't have to do that? You would think maybe, but it also kind of takes the bandwidth of your of your wife or of your network connection or your internet connection. And I'm playing through Wi-Fi, so oh, I figured okay. that it was a streaming thing. But then I think back. Astroneer did not have as much of hiccups as that did, like barely any. Mm. And any other games that I've played before on stream through GeForce Now have not had that same issue. So it's kind of weird. Okay. Um, I'll try it again, but I think I'm going to leave Kina for an offline experience. So I'm not going to really play it on stream. 
because I died like a lot and it gets really frustrating. And it's cute to see people get frustrated on stream. But to me, like the way I like to stream is how I like to enjoy watching a stream. It's fun to see someone get frustrated a few times a bit, but if they're getting frustrated the whole time, it's not fun for me. I know that there are people that like angry streamers that yell the whole time. No, there is a group for that. I am not part of that. Me and neither. I do not want to. I do not want to peddle in that, as it were. Me neither. So yeah, um, I think that's about it. Nice. Did I play anything else? I was looking forward to playing. Um, so yeah, I was looking forward to playing some more game. No, wait, hang on. Sorry, I do have to bring this up. So New Year's, I decided. Due to certain circumstances beyond my control, I could not celebrate with family. It was just going to be me alone at home, doing nothing. I thought that was boring. So I was like, hey, I'm going to be home anyways. I know I have people that watch my stream that are not from Europe because they live in the Americas. So time zones. I was like, hey, we can celebrate New Year's together now in my time zone, and then you can celebrate it again in your own time zone. Like, yeah, so that's, you know, if you want to join in, if you have the time, pop in, say hi, we can have some fun. So I ended up playing some Phasmophobia uh, with two other streamers, uh, Naomi Lasagna and Umbrellas. Um, and uh, yeah, I remember why I don't like playing scary games. Because they scare me. That's the oh, idea. And, and I died twice. Oh. I did get the right answer with the second one. Um, so my death was not in vain. <laughs> okay. Although for some reason, the, the, the particular spirit in that house um, really did not like me. Because oh. it started talking to me. And the first thing it said to me was, Die. Always refreshing when you hear that. Yeah, especially when it sounds very creepy and coming out of a box. So okay, yeah. wow, that's spooky. Fa- yes, phasmophobia is really fun if you're playing with the, with other people. I don't think I would ever play that. Like like someone said, I think Naomi said on stream, like, yeah, do solo phasma. I'm like, no, that is scary. <laughs> I don't want to die again. <laughs> Before I figure it out, no. Oh my god. <laughs> so if I'm gonna play Fastmo again, I'm gonna play with other people on Discord, but I am not touching that game alone ever again. <laughs> so I did that. I counted down in Animal Crossing because Animal Crossing is like a live sim and it counts down on New Year's. So that was really fun to do with all the people on Twitch and just count down. It was really exciting, it was really fun. The only downside is that in my city, my little city, everybody and their brother decided we're going to set off all our illegal fireworks. So it basically sounded like a war zone. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's fun. A little bit of battlefield of yourself uh, there. Ugh. And then I kept (laughs) going to like 3 a.m. Like, ah, finally at 3 a.m. It finally started to die down and I could go to sleep. They were all out of money. Yeah, well, they spend all their money. Jeez, I know. They burned all their money. Literally, they burned all their money. No. 
but yeah, that's pretty much what I played. Nice. So that is it. Um, for 2021, Templar, will you do the honors? I will uh, try as oh always. Oh my God, I said 2021. I meant 2022. <laughs> it's okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh man. It's only a couple of days into 2020, so. Yeah. 2022. <laughs> uh, uh. So thank you everybody for tuning in to this uh, first episode of season four in 2022. Yay. Um, as always, we always appreciate your support. Um, you can find us on your favorite podcasting platform, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Google, Stitcher, you name it, we're probably there. Um, you can find us on YouTube. The uh, link is always in the description the video goes up the same day and time as the audio version. I mean, y'all, I know y'all want to see our pretty faces. So, you know, head on over to that YouTube and click that buttons and stuff. You know, we'd appreciate it. Um, you can email us, good game rivals feedback at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, game underscore rivals underscore. Uh, Maximilian is on uh, Twitter as well, at Maximilian. Um, you can find us on Twitch. Uh, twitch.tv slash Maximilian underscore X and Sean Templar. On Instagram, it's at Maximilian underscore X and at Game Rivals. And with that, I think I've had them all. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, on that note, I have been and always will be Sean Templar. And I have been and I will always be Maximilian X. And we'll catch you on the next one. Later. Later.